You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by Professor Rainer McIntyre, head of the University of New South Wales Vaccine and Infection Research Lab, to discuss the vaccination rates of Australian adults. Thank you for joining me, Rainer. Good morning. Now, just under half of Australian adults are not receiving government-funded vaccinations each year. Does this number increase as we move up through the age groups? What what do the figures look like for those aged uh, 65-plus and elderly Australians? So generally, uh, when people reach the age of 65, many of them do get the recommended vaccines, and uh, certainly the rates of vaccination are higher than for people under 65. But as you get older especially after you become uh, older than the age of 80, the vaccination rates tend to drop off again. So um, there seems to be a bit of bias there in terms of um, not vaccinating older Australians beyond the age of 80. Why might we be seeing some of these figures? Why aren't Australian adults receiving government-funded vaccinations? There's a number of reasons, and some of them are to do with the adults themselves, that, you know, unlike an infant, adults are a mobile population, they're independent, they've got lots of other things going on in their lives, and vaccination sometimes gets forgotten. It's not high priority. Until now, we haven't had any uh, vaccine register for everyone. There's just been a childhood vaccine register, so there hasn't been a way of reminding people about their vaccinations um, but now we can keep track of vaccination of older people and well, all adults throughout the whole of life as well. Um, and also partly there's a lot of myths and misconceptions about vaccines. So flu vaccine, for example, there's a common myth that um, people uh, might get the flu after getting the flu vaccine or the, you, know, people, you hear people saying the flu vaccine gave me the flu. Well, technically that's not possible because it's not a live vaccine. Um, However, uh, there are about 90 different viruses that cause flu-like symptoms during winter and people can get any of those other infections and might think that they've got the flu when in actual fact, you know, they've got something else and the vaccine will only protect against flu. So those myths um, also are a significant barrier to vaccination. And then there's also factors related to healthcare providers, whether they be doctors, nurses, pharmacists or others, um, where perhaps I think the evidence is that, you know, healthcare workers just don't do as well with vaccinating adults as they do with children. And there could be an unconscious bias there, you know, not valuing the prevention of disease in older people as much as in infants and also not having as much faith in vaccines for adults. So it's quite a complicated, um, multifaceted problem. Why isn't there as much of a focus on, on this issue as there is on, on the immunisation or, or vaccination rates of children or, or infants? Sure. Well, immunisation, the way it's developed worldwide has been, you know, it's developed mainly as a paediatric discipline around infant vaccinations. And so, you know, the champions for vaccination are more often than not paediatricians and people focused on infant health. There haven't been enough champions of adult vaccination. And adult vaccination as a discipline is something that's really developed later on, you know. Um, And now we've got, you know, more and more vaccines becoming available for adults and recommended for adults. Um, 
such as flu, pneumococcal, and herpes zoster, shingles vaccine. Uh, but it's still a poor second cousin to um, infant vaccination. What are some of the risks a lack of vaccination poses to an individual's health and to, to public health? So for an individual, uh, they are not getting prevention against preventable diseases that could result in them becoming hospitalised or even could be fatal, and you know, uh, including flu and pneumonia. And from a public health point of view, infectious diseases are transmissible from one person to, to the next. So preventing it in one person also prevents other people from getting infected. So you are impacting on the potential for epidemics by vaccinating individuals. What role can health systems and the government or, or the media play in addressing the, the rates of older adult vaccinations? So, uh, you know, I think um, positive health messaging and health promotion messages that stress the importance of vaccination, that it really is low-hanging fruit for healthy ageing, for healthy living, um, and it's available, it's funded um, by the government for people in recommended groups, um, and that, you know, the consequences can be severe. I think, you know, carefully tailored health messaging can make a difference, but uh, we also need better strategies to bring healthcare providers on board, um, such as uh, doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and so on, um, so that they make use of every opportunity to vaccinate and don't miss those opportunities. What message would you like to send to to Australian adults, particularly uh, the elderly, about vaccinations? Well, there are vaccines that are... um, funded and available uh, free of charge for if you're over the age of 65, if you have chronic diseases like heart disease, lung disease, diabetes and so on. And um, they're safe vaccines that are proven to reduce the risk of serious infections. So go along and have the conversation with your doctor. Um, Flu vaccine can be obtained at pharmacies. Um, Make use of it and prevent preventable diseases. Thank you for your time, Rana. It's a pleasure.